Hello and welcome to the Reinventing Education podcast. I'm Brendan O'Leary, I'm your host. I'll be joined very soon by my co-host Robert McLeod. This is a podcast where we explore innovative approaches and initiatives that transform the education landscape. In today's episode, we have a special guest, an interview with Miriam Remy of the Friday Project. Miriam's work with the Friday Project aligns perfectly with the big ideas of reinventing education. The Friday learning format empowers students to take charge of their learning, become active participants in their communities, and develop the essential skills they need for now and for the future. Through our conversation with Miriam, we delve into the core principles of Friday, its impact on student growth and development, and visions for the implementation of this project in schools. All right, then Miriam, yeah, let's begin. Maybe you can give us a little bit about your background, how you got connected uh, to schools and uh, what led you into the, the Friday project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm very much into learning myself. So when I was a student, I was sometimes very frustrated about the way the lessons were um, organized. I think this has really pushed me through Uh, my studies at university and I decided to try and make it better. So I became a teacher. But as soon as I started working at schools, I noticed that there are so many boundaries and limits for the way I want to teach. So I used this frustration to change the level and I decided to try and see if there are possibilities to change the, the educational system. And here I am. Right now I work for an organization called Schule im Aufbruch. Um, which is really constructed as a supporting network for all the teachers and headmasters and mistresses who really want to change the way of learning in their context. And we built up a network to just empower them and to give them all they need in order to to be active in this field of transformation. Yeah, and myself, I've had you know experience with the German system. For those listeners who may be not quite as familiar. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my general sense is there's two incredible polarities in the German system. There are those, the Beamte, very, you know, like set in my ways, I'm going to teach as I wish to teach and, you know, kind of do the same things. But from the people we've spoken to, it also creates the opposite polarity of folks like yourself who are really interested in reinventing things or like very new forward thinking possibilities in education. And I'm just curious, when you kind of brought these ideas of change, did you meet that polarity of those who are excited by these new ideas and and gather support? Was there pushback? to some of these ideas at first? Um, Yeah, usually there is. So wherever I am and wherever I'm invited to work with um, the staff members, it's always both. There are always teachers who are very interested and really feel drawn to changing things and others who are maybe very frustrated also and just don't know how this could ever be possible. And I think my... um, my task is always to to show ways how things can become possible, um, and and that's like a journey. It's it's like learning together, exploring new possibilities, and it's it's an adventure. And having seen one of your presentations, I realize that there are many different things that you can staff or br- bring to schools. The one we're really interested to speak about today is this idea of Friday, and for those listeners who might not have any German background, the Frei is F-R-E-I as in like free in Germans. But could you walk us through what are what are some of the components and the ideas 
you know, what does Friday look like in some of these schools that you've introduced it in? Mm -hmm. Friday is, is basically like time for students to explore really urgent questions they notice in the world. So it's not a teacher who says, wow, look, I've got something very interesting for you. But it's the students themselves who have got time to do a lot of research on issues that are very dear to their heart or that they are worried about. And we take it two steps further. It's not about doing the research and understanding the problem, but it's rather about doing something about the problem and exploring possibilities to find solutions together. And the framework is based on the SDGs, um, which we are committed to achieve until the year 2030. So there's not much time left and we really need students and children and young people to participate in finding solutions for all these areas of our lives, which are in crisis or which are very difficult and should change as fast as possible. So students are invited to make suggestions how things could be organized in a different way. And it's them who decide which, um, which focus they want to set. And it's always about exploring the world. It's opening the classroom to the world with regard to the issues that we deal with. But it's also about leaving the classroom and entering the world because it's out there that the students do their projects. So it's it's really involving the whole local community, institutions outside of school. And it's, it's beautiful, very powerful, and also very inspiring for young people to meet people from all over the, the city who are really worried about similar issues and also dealing with these issues in a constructive way. It sounds like a wonderful idea, and it has a lot of connections to kind of progressive education in the sense of action research and, and uh, discussion and and problem solving. Could you give us a couple of examples maybe of, of the Friday projects that have been inspiring and successful? Mm -hmm. Yes. Often students start with something that really um, that's really striking to them in their school environment. So some students might start with collecting rubbish, for example, because they just notice that there is too much rubbish everywhere. But then when the rubbish is back the week after, they notice, wow, we could start all over again, or we could go one step further and explore why is all the rubbish here again. And so it's really about critical thinking and also about um, exploring what's the reason for the way we perceive it now. And um, so the next step could be that they talk to the, to the staff man manager or the, the facilitator of the building to find out what can we do about the rubbish. So this is really for us the moment when empowerment takes place and students learn that they can really address other people who are empowered to decide um, to make a difference and to change the situation for the better. And this can be the local administration, this can be the headmaster, this can be company around the corner, can be anyone out there in the world. Um, so it's also about really participating in democratic life by taking action and addressing those in power. Yeah, absolutely. And that would mean the role of the teacher is changing. Again, you mentioned this on, on your site. And so does your team work with schools and teachers to get educators to kind of see why this is valuable and how to structure those kind of projects? Yes, that's really my main task, I think, to really empower the educators 
and to build their capacity for offering these learning opportunities. Um, in the German school system, this is very unusual. The teachers have actually been trained for another form of lesson. And so in this Friday context, all they do is to support the learning of the student and to open doors, to ask good questions, to do a lot of coaching, to encourage them to not give up. And that's very unfamiliar for a lot of German uh, teachers. So my role is really to offer a lot of tools and reflection and capacity building for the teachers involved. Yeah, one of the first things that comes to mind is that projects like this can take a lot of time inside a school day that's already kind of busy. How, how do you kind of work with schools who, who say like, of course, we'd love this idea, but we can't devote four hours a day or a week to these kind of plans? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is really the, the pain point uh, for a lot of educators because they notice there is so much we need to do, so many issues we need to tackle in during the lessons. We don't really have time to, to train these other competencies. But we turn around this perspective and we really ask, so what is your overall aim? What do you think students will need in their future in order to succeed in their life? And as soon as we start talking about these, um, teachers realize, oh, wow, we are not really preparing the students for what we want them to, to be prepared for. And so we use this moment to, to go back and to think from our goal back to, okay, if this is the, the goal, then how can we offer time and space for students to really build their capacities in this area. But then, of course, it's it's also courageous from the part of the teachers to say, okay, let's try if we can find other forms of learning which really enable students to learn in these areas. In the German school system, in all the subjects, you have all these competencies which are written down in the curriculum. But most of the time, by the, the traditional way we teach, we do not really foster these competencies in every single lesson or not the way we do it. So the Friday can also be one possibility for the teachers to really address these competencies. Yeah, I noticed that. I worked in Germany for a few years and when me and Rob would look through the curriculum documents, of course, there would be some specific skills-based objectives, but there would usually be like 20 or 30 pages setting out the philosophy of uh, transdisciplinary learning and and then apl application to the, the world and then you know some teachers take those things on board but a lot of people they skip that part and go straight to like this is a specific skill or piece of knowledge one of the things that I picked up, Miriam, from your presentation that I really liked was when you were talking about some of these higher order thinking skills and application real life processes was this idea of where in our week do we provide a space for students to try these kinds of things and potentially fail and have that be used as a learning experience as opposed to something for punishment, you know, whatever. Where are we providing students the opportunity to explore these things and be coached, be fostered in the ability to develop these strong competencies that you're talking about uh, for life. So maybe for someone who's still new to this idea, the idea as it is, as I understand it with this Friday, is that 
you're selecting most often one day of the week where most schools would block off roughly four hours or so. And those four hours of time is the time in the week where students would work on the kinds of projects you were talking about. So an issue that is important to them, real life connections, real life action, exploring the critical thinking, why this is happening. And I guess, as we were saying, the role of the teacher in this is evolving where there, there is like a coach or a support for the student's project. And I guess ensuring that, sure, the other four and a half days of the week can be more that curriculum focused stuff if necessary, but we're ensuring that there is this time set aside in the week for these kinds of higher order skills. Is that an accurate way to put it or would you... Would you add or subtract anything from that? No, um, I completely agree. And I would like to add that um, it's, it's really a lot of basic competencies that are part of tackling a a real life project. I mean, what do you need to do? You need to do a lot of research. You need to read text, listen to people, do an interview, explore whatever, you know. So there are so many competencies which we need in order to, to be able to do our project. So in a way, it's, it's really helping the students also to develop their skills in all the different subjects. But in a, it's, a, it's not the, the only purpose, yeah? It's not because now we only do want to do mathematics, but no, we do mathematics and we change the world. So it's it's really taking everything one step further. And as soon as, as teachers understand that there are lots of competencies from their own subject that are really fostered during, through this project uh, based learning, then, you know, we have them on our side. And I think it's really we need to change our understanding of learning because it's in situation that we need com competencies and it's in situations that we can apply these competencies or build them and um, so it's more about creating situation in which we need to 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 grow and to develop more competencies than to just talk about these competencies. Of course you're talking about like as you said higher order thinking skills and applying your, your learning. And again, what I think is I work with lots of teachers and some of them already, you know, they're, they'll walk into that. They'll love that idea, but they don't really know how to do it. And so, you know, when you begin working with a, a team, how do you start that conversation with teachers and kids and take those first few steps into being able to kind of uh, identify issues and turn them into uh, actionable solutions? Um, it's really seldom that groups can start with the Friday right away. Usually it's really a process for all the people involved to to approach the, the Friday format more and more. So for the teachers, it's really about creating situations in which the students can learn about the SDGs, because in Germany, a lot of students don't know that the governments have decided to change the world until the year 2030. So this is really new to them, and they don't know that they are invited to contribute to this. So we really need time to also explore the SDG. And once this is done, then we need time to connect them and to find connection between me and this very abstract target. Um, the, the teachers need to find a way to, to connect the students. Um, and then the next step on a methodological level can be that students need to be introduced to problem-based learning and project-based learning. And this is uh, also not 
so easy. So I think they, they also need some, some structure, some orientation to guide them through. So some teachers uh, rather do a project together with the whole, with their class um, to start with and to get used to working in such a way. And then you can open and open it more and more and allow the students to follow their own interest and to, to do their own project. But this is really after a while when when everybody has oh, it's step by step yeah absolutely in in terms of that schools you've worked with do they set aside maybe one day a week and then over the course of a, a semester or a year you see that increasing in the competencies in the and the ability to kind of release more responsibility to the student yes yeah some some teachers are very courageous and they do a lot of learning by doing also for the students so um, maybe they start right away But then we really do encourage them to take some time from time to time to reflect on the process with the students. What's working well? What are you overwhelmed by? How can I support you? What do you need? Uh, this is also very unfamiliar for a lot of teachers and, and a lot of students. So we also need a new culture of, of communication to to talk about the process of learning with each other. In our podcast recently, we've been looking at the relationship between the teacher and the student and traditionally a little bit more like a master and apprentice. And then in our kind of current mainstream, it's a little bit like a coach and maybe an athlete. And then as we move more into our projects, such as maybe Friday and more progressive action-based, it almost becomes like a counselor and, and client model. Does that relationship make sense? Uh, is that along the same lines that you're thinking or would you explain it in a different way? Mm, no, I... I agree. And I would like to add that the teacher turns into a door opener, into somebody who enables and empowers and connects and um, opens a lot of opportunities for the students. So it's not so much about how can I help you, but it's rather about thinking who out there in the world could be very interesting for you to meet, to interview, to to work with. Um, and, uh, and I think that's also very inspiring for the teachers involved because everybody gets into contact with a, a variety of, of very different people out there in the world, outside the schoolyard. And yeah, and this is beautiful. I think that's one of the scariest things for a lot of teachers to reach outside the school. I think inside your classroom, maybe trying some of these projects, but to but to kind of like reach out to NGOs or local organizations and, and start to build a relationship with them. Uh, do you have any advice for teachers who might uh, want to do those kind of things, but are a little bit uh, wary of trying to set up those connections? Yeah, this is... To be honest, this is one of the focuses we, we set in, in the way we support the teachers, that we really try to encourage them to, to build up this network of institutions, of outdoor learning sites, of inspiring people and experts. Um, and we dedicate a lot of time to this. And mm. every single time we meet, somebody in the group will share one beautiful encounter or one very interesting organization that they have discovered in order to to encourage all the rest to do the same. We have um, formed an alliance. There are a lot of organizations outside of school who are really into the SDGs and um, 
And we really try to connect the teachers and the school with these organizations because then it's a real win-win. And there is so much material, so many resources, so much expertise out there. So for teachers, it can also be very, it can make life so much easier if they just use all the resources that are out there um, rather than thinking that they have to do it all by themselves. And this is also one uh, part of the culture, I think, in, in, in the German school system, that teachers really have the impression that it's always only up to them and they have to do so many things and it's too much for one person. And the Friday is really the invitation to reach out and to, to go into cooperation with very interesting other places for learning. I'm curious, back to that idea for just a moment of this space being open for both the students and the teachers for exploration and the ability to cultivate these skills, knowing that at times that involves not perhaps being successful a first, a second, or a third time. Do you offer any advice for teachers in terms of like helping students to scale a project? And, you know, obviously I can imagine many students and myself as a young child wishing to, you know, go to a very large global or national level first or, you know, jump steps, understandably. But perhaps either the skills required for that might be larger than the student can handle at a developmental age, perhaps. I'm just curious if there's any advice you offer for a teacher who, yeah, is wishing to open those doors for students and to be like a counselor and to help perhaps fill in gaps for them, where the teacher is not taking over the project or not discouraging a student, but finding the way to find the proper, in English we say like zone of proximal development or ju just that proper space where they are more likely to be successful and not be discouraged right away, even if they do face challenges. I think it's it's a very crucial point because it's also overwhelming to feel the responsibility to change the world, especially if you are young and not really in power. Yeah, we really try to support the teachers in finding very good questions for coaching the students to find a way of being effective locally. So sometimes the global component might be neglected in a way in this moment. But for us, it's it's rather more important at this point in time that the students really have or contribute to a visible change of their own environment. Um, and we call in Germany, we call this positive handprint. So the idea is always that the students leave a positive handprint in their surrounding, which and if you use this idea for coaching the students, then Of course, you can help them to, to find the right radius or the right level of impact. And then, of course, it's also about seeing the, the importance of even this and celebrating that this is wonderful, that it has changed for the better in this in this area yeah and um and i think it's only one step further to see aha how is this locally again connected globally you know and uh, to draw to see these connections is is just one one idea further but and is there any chance you could walk us through like a, a typical Friday process. So with this idea of project-based learning, I know there are a few different schools of thought on exactly what project-based learning looks like, the inquiry cycles within the IB system. And obviously each project would be unique and faces different sort of challenges, but is there a general framework or general timeline or general series of steps? We recommend that the whole group comes together uh, as a community to start the Friday. And then good news can be shared or maybe 
maybe there was a very interesting article I read or something I saw on TV last night. So it's also about creating a space where we can talk about the world and what, what we are reflecting on in the world. Because often during the rest of the week, uh, the students are always confronted with new topics, but it's, sometimes there's not time to talk about what's really going on in the world right now. So why not start with looking at the situation in the world and also sharing good news. I think this is also very, very important that we do not only talk about catastrophes, but also about really interesting inventions and progress in different areas of our world. And then the next step, of course, could be to foster the competencies of the students to do the problem-based and project-based learning. So we need to reflect and we need to invite the students to set goals for the day and, and for their team because they always work in teams. And uh, if we notice, oh, wow, it's not clear to the group right now, we can also invite the group to help them to to identify the next steps. And then, of course, the core of the Friday is always that the students have the time to work in teams and to bring their project one step further. And in this, the teacher is very flexible because the teacher needs to be everywhere where he or she is needed. So some groups might not need me. I just leave them alone. Other groups might be really stuck Or maybe they have a conflict because they are really frustrated about one member of the team being very unreliable. We, we don't know. So the, the teacher needs to be very flexible and just offer what is needed in this very moment and help them manage. And then at the end, it's also really uh, helpful to, to bring back the group and to have, again, an experience of community. And if it was a successful day, then so many teams have experienced um, a lot of things out there in the world. And it's time for sharing and it's time for reflecting. What did you experience? What did you learn? What was difficult? And um, how do you want to deal with the difficulties? And uh, maybe there are other people in the group who, can, who have a good idea how to solve the difficulty or the problem that has surfaced. So, yeah. The wrap-up is also important for, for this metacognition, that's how we call it, to help the students understand their own process of learning even better. And then I think it's very, very helpful if there is also a, a broader audience which is involved. So we also encourage the, the Friday schools to, to invite teachers from other classes, um, the mayor, the people from the local administration, from companies, the parents every now and then and offer um, a stage for the students to share their good ideas and their experiences and learnings, but also to, to make heard which good ideas they have developed to involve more people. So, yeah. And this can be very encouraging and motivating for the students really come to a conclusion or to really manage the next difficult step in their project. If they know, I do not only do it for myself and the world, but I will also present it and people will listen to me. And of course, I, I have a strong motivation to do a really good job. And it's not the teacher who needs to ask the students to do a good job, but it's the situation 
who uh, needs the students to do a good job. So. Yeah, absolutely. That particular version of project learning, which is anchored in real world and meaningful kind of learning for the students is very much where a lot of people say school is going. So, you know, if we project forward maybe 10 or 20 years and the Friday projects really take hold, you know, what does the school of the future look like and uh, maybe how do we get there? Thank you for this question. I um, <laughs> I love dreaming and I think I'm, I'm really working on my dreams. So for me, this would be a school in which all the subjects and all the teachers, they are there to serve a purpose, you know. So um, I still believe that we need a lot of um, instruction to to understand basic issues in our world. So I, I'm not asking for a school system in which nobody explains anything, but um, we would have a very good reason why we explain this, you know. And we, there would be something that we want to do with having understood this. Um, so it's it's a school in which um, we, we look at things um, as phenomena, which are very complex. And we need a lot of skills and a lot of expertise from different areas of life in order to understand these complex phenomena. And it's the teachers who help the students to understand it better. And then it's the time to get active. So it's always about the question, okay, so what what do we do with what we have learned? How can we contribute to a community that's worth living in? Um, where can we improve what needs to be done? So it's a very active school environment than I'm dreaming of, which is very involved with the local community as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've talked a lot about this idea of schools like that. And I think what are our challenges in getting to that place? And maybe how do we get over some of those challenges? Mm -hmm. To be honest, I think one of the biggest challenges is really um, the administration um, and the way the curricula are constructed. Because in Germany, a lot of teachers, it really makes them sick. I mean, some are really burned out um, because it's just impossible to fulfill these crazy curricula. And um, and in Scandinavian countries, for example, they only have the, the curriculum is half the size. Okay, because we need so much time for learning that we cannot talk about things all the time. So we... We need to dig deeper. And um, so for me, one one thing that would really help the process would be if the school administration creates space for teachers and students to really focus on some complex phenomena and learn a lot by doing this and use all the expertise there is in the school community in order to deal with these phenomena. But right now, it's very difficult for teachers and headmasters. They really, I don't know if it's imagination, but they just believe that this is what they have to do. And I think we need somebody who allows them to do something else. So it's it's like inviting a Friday also for the grown-ups. That's maybe this could be one one step on the way to allow teachers to do whatever they believe is really necessary right now and really helpful to do right now. So more space for initiative, maybe, on all different levels. Are there any areas about Friday or these kinds of projects that we haven't discussed yet that, that, are, uh, that are important to address? Yes. I would love to to mention that the big horizon for for the Friday is actually the whole school approach. So it's only a format to encourage um, participation for the whole school approach. And so 
the idea is really to transform school in every way of living and learning. And this can be one tool for achieving this. And I think that that's also very good to mention before we end our discussion, because there are a lot of papers and a lot of commitments our government say have agreed to. There's a lot we need to do in order to fulfill the whole school approach. And by using such a format, we can invite the community at school to, to start together. And if I may, I'll, I'll just add in a little bit from our own context and Miriam, how you and I first were introduced in our current school, the International German School of Brussels. You know, we do have headmasters who are very interested in bringing this into the school. And, you know, I framed it somewhat earlier in our conversation to say, okay, well, there's the four and a half days of week of the week where it's curriculum focused. And then there's Friday. And these are both things that we value but they're very separate. And in our context, at least, we're trying to find the way that Friday connects to and in some way supports that other four and a half days of the week, while at the same time, that other four and a half days of the week supports Friday, but without watering down either one of them. And at least just to share where our current thinking is, is to say, because, you know, our, our interest at this time is still to move more towards effectively, you know, being this kind of mainstream coach-centered approach and how do we... How do we blend these worlds? And, you know, our approach has been to say, okay, we can look at, you know, cross-curricular lessons, but what are some of the themes that we're already doing in our lessons in those four and a half days of the week? Not adding something new, but what are we already doing across those subjects? What connections can be made across subjects and then connect those to the 17 sustainable development goals and then not force that into the Friday time, but use that as a reference point during Friday to say, okay, well, we are already talking about some of these ideas or skills in our other subjects, and how might that cross over to Friday, but also being very cautious that we're not trying to impose extra things onto Friday, but rather at this early stage of figuring out what Friday would look like for us, how can we ensure that these are not just completely isolated, separate things? And may I just be curious if you have any examples from schools that you've worked in who found ways to integrate the two to some degree to find more of that blend between the less the lessons if we want to call it that and the the friday time i hope that many friday schools are exactly at this point and that they notice wow in my subject in my lesson i can contribute so many valuable tools for you which you can then use during your friday project um so i i really hope there there are a lot of synergies um and of course it's like looking at the complexity of the phenomenon of the SDGs, uh, I think it would really help the students if there were teachers who could say, oh, look, I'm a specialist in biology. Uh, if you like, I can really give you some input about uh, to help you to understand this phenomenon that you are interested in from a very scientific, academic way. You know, so we, we need to find synergies, to also deal with all the complexity. I think we need all the subjects and all the knowledge of the teachers in order to, to understand the phenomenon. We're just following up on that idea, but kind of school traditionally, even within its current mainstream approach, it has the answer. It's, a, it's written in the curriculum and it's become abstracted. And, and it feels like your challenge and what a lot of people who are trying to make education a little bit more connected and meaningful is getting out of that box of the curriculum to say, yeah, actually, this isn't the answer. The, what you've done is you've sealed yourself off <laughs> the real world completely. And so like what you're saying is 
so obvious that you would talk to the people in your community who are experts in the thing you want to find out about and that you would try and solve the problems that are in your community. One of the biggest challenges within that mindset is, is acknowledging that we're kind of stuck in um, a not particularly realistic version of the world. And the challenge is to try and somehow make school reconnect with actual real life. And um, what it's coming back to me through this conversation is that once you get past the technical idea of like, how do you do a project-based approach or so on, it's kind of like, how do we actually just make this thing somehow connect to reality again? Yeah, I really love this idea of reconnecting the school to the world. I think it's It's a wonderful place to, to learn so many things. And if we use all the opportunities of learning out there in the world from the news, whatever we notice in our everyday lives, I think we have a basis for motivation that's intrinsic uh, with the students, you know. So we don't need to tell them why this is important because they know it is important because it's part of their life. It's, it's their issue. And I think this would really, on an energy level, This would really help teaching so much if, if we use the energy of the students to deal with these difficult issues. Um, but I think in our mind, it needs a step in between, which is that we say goodbye to the idea that students of one class learn exactly the same issue at the same time. And Because if we have a format like the Friday and we use, we reconnect to the world, then it is really also about the world and it's about you and it's about me and it's about us. Um, so I don't know, of course, we will always be able to also connect it to curricula, but it will have a different basis. It will be about us. So it's also about reconnecting school life to, to our own life. And, and maybe this is also something that very powerful for the teachers involved in the Friday, that they feel this reconnection and they start to learn again. And it's very exciting for them, um, really enriching for them to see the energy of their students. It's also one SDG that it's about regeneration. We need energy sources that are ecologically friendly and allowing regeneration. And by this, on a very abstract level, we create a source for regenerative energy on students. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice metaphor. And obviously, like different times in the school, you get these kind of swells of energy and, and so on. And using that, like you said, that intrinsic motivation, it's, it's there. And I have nothing against a curriculum a document per se, as long as we know that it, it is limited in its kind of scope. And so that can be a, a good Good jumping off point for sure. I've got many, many more questions. I'm very interested in like the nuts and bolts of the structure of, of um, project-based learning, inquiry learning, but I think I would need to experience that in a classroom. This is a, a, a fantastic idea. And somewhat ironically, our neighbors are having solar panels installed on their roof right now and have been frantically muting my microphone because at times the drilling is incredibly loud. I don't know if some of it... <laughs> is coming through on the recording or not. Um, for anyone who's interested in following up with you, Miriam, or with the Friday Project, what are some ways people can get in touch with you? Um, I think they can just con contact me via email. Um, I, maybe you can post it. Um, we'll do. We'll put yes. your email in the in the show description. Yes. Yes. And of course, there's the homepage. Maybe interested people can also search around and find more material, more reports of experiences from the schools that are involved. Um, I think this can be also very inspiring. Most of it is in German. 
However, <laughs> as someone who has navigated working in a German environment, there are incredible translator apps that you can uh, put onto websites that will translate in <laughs> any language into uh, any other language for folks. So that should be a possibility as well. Yeah. And of course, we've also got short video films that might also be interesting to get an insight into seeing students doing their project um, and uh, also interviews with teachers. Excellent. Thank you very much. Miriam, it's been a pleasure to extend our conversation here today. And, uh, excited to continue working with you and bring this to the International German School. And hopefully a few of our listeners reach out as well with questions about how they might bring it to their context. And obviously, just in case this is has not been stated or made clear, I think it's safe to say the Friday Project is not exclusive to the German system, but rather any school system worldwide could adopt this model. Definitely. Yeah, thank you too. It's been uh, really interesting to to listen to your questions and very inspiring for me as well to to think about the Friday format once again. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you very much, time, Miriam. Excellent. Okay.